We're going to change to the history of pie throwing once again. And just so we can get a historical record here, we're going to be referencing, first of all, the pieing of William F. Buckley. This is a guy who really epitomized conservatism in the 60s and 70s and 80s. And of course, not to be you know, outshone by some of the Reaganites and later the extreme Trumpists, he still was a guy who was, you know, the symbol of conservative authoritarianism in its own way. And also he was one of the founders of the National Review. So why don't you let the listeners know about what went down, what made you want to pie him, and how that transpired. William F. Buckley was also a big honcho with the Young Americans for Freedom. He was tied with the CIA through the likes of his best friend, Watergate bungler and JFK assassin, Howard Hunt. And uh, I heard he was speaking at NYU. I figured it was time to take care of business. It was a spur-of-the-moment thing, and I went and made a shaving cream pie as he's speaking at on the podium at NYU's Loeb Center. I tossed it and it skimmed his has skimmed his hair and he wouldn't press charges. But Buckley deserved a pie no matter what. Because he is the catalyst to what led us to these nationalists running the White House. He's a catalyst to the barf crappinos, Donald the Chump, Carrie Ann Conway, Stephen Miller, and all his other pieces of garbage sputtering their own brand of fascism, like Baby Pablum. You know, anyway, Buckley was in in dire need of a pie to set him straight. Now we go to Pat Moynihan. Moynihan sputtered himself to be a liberal. Maybe, in some ways, he, he, he had some right-wing attitudes, hanging out with the likes of Nixon and Ford. And anybody espousing those kind of policies was a dire candidate for a pie in those days. So, I hear Moynihan is going to appear at the corner of Orchard and Delancey in the Lower East Side on a Sunday afternoon. I went to 420 Pies on 6th Avenue and 8th Street and bought a mocha cream pie to give him a change of complexion. And I took a crew of yippies down to the Lower East Side as a distraction. Moynihan shows up. I walked up to him, planted the pie in his face, and I ran up Orchard Street. You know, and then they came back. I want to see what's happening. Curiosity. Moynihan tells the cop he wouldn't press charges. So, John Gurney, who took the picture, 
and I went up to Associated Press and sold the picture, which appeared in every newspaper in the country. It was, in, and it was on the front page of every of every paper, me planting the pie on his face. Meanwhile, NBC filmed this video of me ha- have it, letting him have it. And the New York Times had a picture of him with pie in his face. Therefore, Moynihan was pissed, calling it, This was an act of violence. This is not the New York of the yippee. You know, Moynihan sees me a few weeks later at a Carter rally, and he freaks out and tells the cop, Get this man out of here. He's the yippies hired hitman. I didn't have a pie on me. So the cops walked me, escorted me to the to a subway station, got me a free ride home. Ironically. And then I see Moynihan at JFK Airport one day. He flew in from D.C. to appear at a Soviet Jewish rally. And I met my, I'm with my girlfriend at the airport buying somebody a ticket. And Moynihan gave me a dirty look when he saw me. Nothing was said. You know, nothing was said. I basically ignored him. But Moynihan had it coming. But then Moynihan did a better progressive, a more progressive thing better than Clinton to my surprise. When Clinton signed this anti-welfare bill in 96, Moynihan stood up for the kids. So therefore, I let Moynihan redeem himself on that one. Well, that's refreshing to hear. And of course, sometimes if you can make people change their loathsome ways, then it's really... You know, a thumbs up for everyone involved. And if they take the pieing in a good way and don't take it in a negative way, it ends up being a media sensation. And it makes people think about, you know, what the reason was for them to be pied. And, of course, referencing some of the past pies that you've probably heard about. If you heard some of the previous podcasts, you had G. Gordon Liddy and you had E. Howard Hunt. Colby, William Colby, and a lot of other people from different parts of the of significant actors in those decades, 60s, 70s, and in the 1980s. Now, you also mentioned that after you pied G. Gordon Liddy, you ran into him a few times after that, but we never um, we never talked about it. Do you want to let the listeners know? I was at Elaine's one night. At a book party for this book, Murder at Elaine's. I was there with Dana Beale, other people, even Mayor Koch showed up. I offered Joe Koch a joint at that party. Anyway, Jerry Rubin and I see Gordon Liddy. We wanted to go up and tease him. But Elaine asked us not to do it. So we went along with it. A few months later, I'm in L.A. at a booksellers convention. Guess who I see signing books? I didn't say anything, but I was watching. Liddy was in L.A. That was strange, seeing him there. You know, of all places, L.A. 
but I got my kicks in L.A. At that conference, I crashed a, a Jerry Ford press conference using a false press pass. So I still pull my outlaw little stunt. I remember the Secret Service agent said to me, How are you today, Mr. K? Like he was implying in a roundabout way. He was on to me. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, he knew I wasn't carrying a pie. I was carrying maybe a notebook. But he was letting on, you know, that, he was, that they were on to me. I did ask Ford a question. Defend, where he defended the pardon. And I, and I left it at that. Nothing went wrong. There's no confrontation with anybody. Except one other reporter thanked me do, for doing it. Pretty funny. That's certainly, that's certainly classic. And uh, thanks for letting our listeners know about that. It kind of fills in the blanks of the history and what some have called The Secret History of the 70s and 80s, which was also a book that was put out by the Yippies and referenced some of the, that era. Now, I'm going to ask you about, about some of the previous revolutionary and countercultural activities that revolved around the Yippies from the 68 convention and also the 72 convention. Do you have any thoughts about that, the Chicago, six, the Chicago 7 trial? and your remembrances, your memories of Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin. Just just one second. So we're going to turn to history once again. Aaron Kay has had a long history with the Yippies, counter, uh, countercultural activities, and really was part of the revolutionary era, the revolutionary spirit of that time. Why don't you let us know, let the listeners know about some of your memories of Abby Hoffman, Jerry Rubin, and some of the other founders of the Yippies. I first met Jerry Rubin um, was the day after the 1968 election when he gave a speech at Long Beach, California, at Cal State University, Long Beach. He was there with Stu Albert. And I next saw him uh, roughly, uh, I think it was January 70, when he came to do a speech in L.A. to raise money for the Chicago 8 case. The Chicago 8 case had to do with eight members being charged with conspiracy and crossing a state line to incite a riot in relation to the police riot at the Chicago Democratic Convention in 1968. The protest was against the war in Vietnam. And it was a reaction to the assassinations of Martin Luther King and Robert Kennedy, which had taken place in recent months. And in reaction to Mayor Dick Daly's shoot-to-kill order. Anyway... The trial was a three-ring circus, and eventually they won on appeal. They they were acquitted on appeal. And there's been a few movies based on the trial. There's one called Chicago 10, 
There's going to be another one called The Trial of the Chicago 7 that's being made right now. And anyway, jumping ahead to 1972, I went to run into Jerry and Abby at the, at the Democratic and Republican conventions in Miami Beach. We are camped out in Flamingo Park. And, you know, it was an interesting scene, you know. It wasn't like a rainbow gathering because we were in an urban setting. But it was in an old Jewish neighborhood in South Beach, Miami. The old people comprised of a lot of leftists. They had a lot of leftists among them who were friendly to us, who gave us room to breathe. In fact, when the police started to attack the protests on August 23rd, 72, they're tear gassing us. A lot of the old people let us borrow their, uh, wash the tear gas out of us using their water hoses. Old people brought us food. They brought us donations. They come hang out in the park. Some of the old, old timers even tried pot for the first time. You know, imagine seeing a guy with a Yiddish accent stoned on his ass. I, I witnessed that. It was so funny. And, uh, and anyway, you know, years later I became friends with Jerry. And I would see him in San Francisco or L.A. or New York or D.C. And, uh, and then I was in touch with Abby when he was underground. And I would do some work for Abby at times. You know, I was pressed in the service at different times for Abby. And I do miss Abby. And my daughter Rachel's middle name is Abby. Because around that time, I was working for Abby and he gave me $700 for her layette when she was born. She was born April 1982. And, it's a sh- and the weird thing was, Abby died on my daughter's seventh birthday, which is strange. And also, what was strange was that it was the 41st anniversary of the passing of Franklin Roosevelt. It was another strange trip in itself. But I do miss Abby greatly. Because Abby would have had an interesting bout with the chump. I mean, that really brings to mind the Reagan era and how everybody was really fired up to resist Reagan. And now you look at Trump. And you really have to say, really, in a way, Trump w- could be a lot worse and is a lot worse in his rhetoric and his actions. Uh, well, pa- Reagan's daughter, Patty Davis, was on CNN last night. She really can't stand the tr- Trump. You know, Patty's an exception to their, to, to their rules. Look, she posed nude for Playboy. Need I say more? Well, years ago, I did some fundraising, and I forget what it was for, but um, I know it was for an environmental...